Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it an honor to be here with all of you on this episode number 107 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, our 100 podcast celebration is still going and we have more of your questions to answer. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack and settle on in. Blend Courages You is coming to you with Christian conduct in this grace period. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. So BCU family, for this segment, we're going to circle back to the dispensations, specifically the dispensation of law, that's number five, and then the dispensation of grace, number six, which we are currently under. If you have missed any of our discussions around the dispensations, Please circle back, BCU family, and check out our previous podcasts. They're all listed wherever it is that you listen from. We're not just listing the dispensations in a linear fashion. We're actually talking through the high points and how what we've learned from the dispensations can apply to us today. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation. Take a listen. It, it has. Yes, it has. This this has been amazing. This has been amazing. So, um, yeah, we we're, we stopped counting. We're just celebrating, you know, the BCU 100th podcast like seven, eight, ten times over. So, <laughs> this is a celebration that just <laughs> that keeps going on. <laughs> and we pray that, you know, the podcast uh, in this particular format is a blessing to you and also, once again, is challenging you. So, you know, we certainly want to encourage you uh, and we also want to encourage you to come up to where God wants you to be. And when I say you, that includes me as well. I've got to be the first one to take the medicine, y'all. The first one to take that medicine. So uh, we give God praise for all that he's talked about uh, through us so far. So we are talking dispensations. I tell you, this has been a meaty bones conversation. So I thank God for the person that sent in this question because I tell you, this just the the 
the meat that we've gleaned from talking about these dispensations, uh, there was there was just no way I think we could just kind of read them in this linear fashion and not comment on them. So that's that's the part that I'm enjoying. So um, we certainly do pray that you all are enjoying and learning something too. So I hope you all got your notebooks and things uh, to continue to take some notation. So we're going to talk about dispensation number five. Number five. And before I do that, let me just give you all uh, the rundown of, of the dispensations that we've talked about so far. So we've got the dispensation of innocence, conscience, human government, and promise. So this brings us to number five, which is the dispensation of law. So this was from uh, the time of the Exodus and uh, was suspended until after uh, Jesus Christ's death. So um, with the dispensation of law, God specifically dealt with the Jewish nation through the Mosaic Covenant or the law. And you can read about that um, in Exodus chapter 19. And that extends to chapter around 23. So this dispensation involved like uh, the temple worship that was directed by priests and further direction that was spoken through the mouthpieces of God who were the prophets. And eventually, due to the people's disobedience to the covenant, the tribes of Israel lost the promised land and were subjected to bondage. Disobedience stands out to me. You know, in, in all the dispensations, obviously there was some, but in, in this one for uh, whatever reason, it stands out just because of, you know, losing what God promised you because of disobedience. And how many situations have we been in where we've lost things that God has given us because we didn't want to follow directions? Lord, help us. Mm-hmm. from you know it depends on what it is we may recover from them immediately we may recover from them over time and then there are other things that we may never recover from and we really don't know what the consequence of our willful intentional and repeated disobedience is going to be. Now we slip up and I say this, you know, we slip, we mess up. That's, that's a different story. When we choose to be disobedient, that's a a cat of another color. And we don't know how that's going to end up. So really BCU family with the help of God, we just want to go on and yield and do what God says to do so that we don't miss out on what God uh, has in store for us and anything that God has in store for us is so much better than that thing that we feel that we've got to be disobedient to get. That's deep. 
that's really the, I think disobedience is something that has, that plagued the children of Israel throughout the Bible. Mm. I mean, that's how the ten northern tribes fell, mm-hmm. um, being a part of the promise, because they disobeyed mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. What areas of our life can we examine where we can start to see where we disobey God? Mm-hmm. But to know if you're disobeying God, like Saul, you need to know his word. Mm. How can you know if you're disobeying him if you don't even know what he wants? Mm. And I take my lesson out of, out of Saul's, Saul's notebook. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it circles back to what we were saying with spending time with God to know what it is that he wants and what he says. And if we're too busy doing other things, we're not going to know that. It's not going to be clear to us. <laughs> and Jules got the yeah. touchdown. <laughs> it all ties together. I'm just like here yep. in Revelation. Mm-hmm. Everything that we said has tied through each segment and through each topic has tied back in together. Going back to what God wants and being mm-hmm. able to hear God, being mm-hmm. in a position to hear Him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And he wants to make things clear to us. I, I want to say that again. He's not mysterious and wanting us to guess what it is that he wants us to do. It's clear. Mm-hmm. It's we have to have that clear signal to him. He's perfect. So if yeah. there's anything wrong in the relationship, it's us and not him. So. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say, usually we say, oh, it's not you, it's me. Yes, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so yeah if we don't have a clear signal we got to check and see what's going on on our end because he's hey, always clear hey, it's not God, it's <laughs> that's the truth <laughs> all right so I, I think we're going to get to another dispensation what i think we're going to be able to get to number six i don't know i don't know is it true <laughs> we are so I'm so glad that we just didn't go check them or check off the list because this is this is really rich and this is really feeding my soul so let's see number six and the one that we currently live in is the dispensation of grace and I thank God for that um, it began in, with the new covenant in Christ's blood and uh, you can check out Luke chapter 22 verse number 20 for that uh, this is also called the age of grace or the church age um, and it starts with the coming of the spirit on the day of Pentecost yes in the book of Acts yes we thank God for that yes indeed and this dispensation will end with the rapture of the church that's something else to get excited about and that's first thessalonians chapter 4 where you can read about that so what's awesome about this dispensation is that it is worldwide and it includes uh us gentiles along with the jews and uh, man's responsibility during this dispensation is to believe in 
Jesus. That is our responsibility. And also to, you know, do what his perfect will is. And we've been saying that all the way throughout our segments. And uh, this dispensation here, uh, the Holy Spirit indwells. See, that's what's different about this dispensation. It indwells in the believer as a comforter. So, you know, as... Uh, for those that are listening that may not be uh, filled with the Spirit, uh, again, just going back to our, our anchor scripture, if you will, that uh, to be saved, uh, repentance, that you recognize that you are a sinner, and all of us are, whether or not you, you've done something major or not, we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So it comes with the acknowledgement of knowing that you are a sinner and you repent uh, to God for everything that you've done to sin against Him, and then you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and uh, that's the Comforter that dwells within us, and that is uh, it's, it's awesome to just have Jesus living down on the inside because you know it is Him that leads and guides us, and, and what I want to say here is that, um, and I had this conversation uh, not too long ago. Uh, on one of the periscopes is that uh, I was raised in church. For those that, that don't know, I was raised in church. And, you know, children are very literal. And I would hear my parents and, and other uh, people of God say, you know, when you have the Holy Ghost, you don't lie. When you have the Holy Ghost, you don't steal. or you These are the things you don't do. So in my little kid mind, it was an automatic stop. That you just don't do these things, period. And when I received the Holy Ghost, I can remember like the same day just struggling with, I'm like, where are these crazy thoughts coming from? And really starting to doubt the fact that I was filled. And I knew that I was. You know, I knew that I was because, you know, I had the initial evidence of speaking in tongues, but just going back and forth and someone explaining to me, and I was in my early 20s at the time, mid-20s at the time, and someone explaining that it is uh, the old nature against the new nature, and it's that struggle, if you will, and we're going to have that struggle until, you know, we are out of here either rapture-wise or through death. So I want to say, I said all of that to say that having the Holy Ghost does not stop you from doing things that you don't have any business doing. And I think we're going to get into that a little bit more with another question. We will always have free will to choose what we want to do because the evil is going to be present just like, you know, what God that is good tells us to do. It's up to us to make that choice. And when you have the Holy Ghost down on the inside and you're striving to please God, you're not going to want to willfully make choices that displease him. So the, the, the Holy Ghost on the inside really uh, compels you, if you will, to make the right decision. And if you don't, uh, he will let you know that too. And he will, you know, convict you. You know, you'll get that conviction. And that's a good thing because that lets you know that you got off the path. And that he loves you enough to correct you and get you back on path. Amen. That is, and the thing that about grace, we, I think grace is one of the, not trickiest, but you have to be careful in this dispensation. Mm-hmm. Because with the law, there was, the law was clearly in black and white. There was no question. You either did this or you didn't. You either mixed 
you know, didn't blend your cotton and linen, or you didn't, mm -hmm. you know, don't do this, do this, don't do that. It was very clear cut and dry. You didn't have to stretch or, or even think about what to do, what not to do, because it was all written out. But now we're in this grace period, and it's so easy to write what pleases you or rewrite the rules mm -hmm. in your own way. So I think that in this dispensation, we have to be even more careful because we don't have that immediacy of judgment. Mm. Judgment is not immediate in, in this dispensation. I think that we as believers must always, because we always have to make sure that we are in line with God's will. People aren't just dropping dead because, you know, they, they um, coveted their neighbor's car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you didn't see, you know, Tom last week mowing the lawn. Next thing, Tom did because Tom wanted Bob's lawnmower. You know, it just, it just doesn't work like that. So we don't have that immediacy of judgment mm -hmm. because God wants us to choose to love him. Mm -hmm. But we have to be careful not to take his grace for granted in this dispensation. And he has given us time to get it right. Mhm. Mhm. I agree with you and that's where this again something now I think every segment I've got I've said something that's not popular. This is where this <laughs> <laughs> this once saved always saved came in. Mm. And and I can remember attending uh, a reunion, a class reunion uh, a number of years ago and uh, you know, it, it was at a restaurant, and, you know, we were talking and, and so on and so forth. And it just so happened at this particular place that they had a little area, I guess, for people to go on and get their little, get their little tail feathers onto the floor. That's what they wanted to do. And that, that's my signal to go on and go on home, and that was okay. And um, I was talking to an individual who uh, said that they were Christian, and that's probably a whole other segment. But... Um, once the music got turned on, they were ready to go and do their thing. And I, people may have different ideas about what they want to do in terms of, you know, music and secular and all that sort of thing. I, I just know for me that I, the, the, the tail feather shaking days for me are over, and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that at all. Um, I have changed in my partners as far as dancing is concerned, and the only dance that I intend to do is uh, when the spirit hits, and that, that's all I, that I have. That's, I'm all set with, with everything else. And... I, I said something like that to the individual, and they said to me, well, once saved, always saved, and they shuffled on out to the dance floor, child, or, or where the little designated area, and shuffled on out. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it, the thing is, is that we feel like, and, and, I, and I'm, I, I love that you brought this up, that we can just do what we want to do and walk through and, and, and go to heaven. That if God has told us that this is something that we shouldn't do well, his grace and mercy, well, he's, he's merciful. And, and someone had said to me years ago, well, his mercy endures forever. Yes, it does. It's not extended to you forever. And that doesn't license us to just go out and do what we want to, claiming that we're we're under God's grace. And and Romans chapter six, verse one says that plain, should we continue 
in sin that grace may abound God forbid so it's it's not our right to live any sort of way and then just expect that God is going to accept it and we we ought to go back to we need to go back to Cain and Abel because you know Cain offered up this sacrifice okay and we go yes. back several dispensations now and he, he did not offer it up according to what God said and he expected God to accept it mm. so we just can't do and live and say and shake and whatever else it is any way that we want to and accept expect God to accept it he loves us absolutely his silence or lack of immediate punishment does not mean he endorses it mm. Mm. That's, 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 um, and I think that's the kicker that's the, that's the point that I think I was you know, initially, you know, leading to is that mm-hmm. his, because he's not here judging us every five minutes, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't. But he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us and to convict us. Mm-hmm. That's why, it's supposed, you know, it's here and we, and we neglect it. Mm-hmm. We neglect, how could, I, I don't understand, this is just me probably, okay, I'm picking up Brenda's habit here, saying things that are not popular, but we just all roll with it. I don't know how we can neglect the Spirit of God. Now, BCU family, that was a fantastic takeaway uh, that Jules said. Are we really neglecting the Spirit of God in favor of what we would rather do in pleasing our flesh? Galatians 5.24 reminds us that those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its lust and affection. So whatever it is that we have a lust or affection for that's outside of the will of God, we really have to take that time and yield to crucifying that flesh, as painful as it is, in order for us to be obedient to Christ and to become more like him. So let's do that with the grace of God, and of course, myself included. And we're going to pick up where Jewel left off the next time that we're together. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. Thank you so much for listening in to our 100 podcast celebration. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our amazing God bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.